Hello and welcome to today's QUT News Views and Spews, where we have a suspiciously familiar fa- panel. We're back to um, Monday's panel where we have Leanne Neby and Michael Scully. And I am, of course, Susan Heatherington. Now, Leanne, well, yes. you can kick us off today. What have you been seeing that has uh, caught your attention this news day? Well, as we all know, yesterday on The Bachelor, there's been a lot of fury over bullying behaviour on the set. So, for, like... for, for the one person in the room who doesn't watch The Batchy, I don't watch it. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's hard to get good help. It really is. Yes. My, one of my inadequacies. <laughs> um, do you want to bring us up to speed on what happened to The Batchy last night or would you like me to share my intimate knowledge with that? Well, look... Romy is now being portrayed as the villain, as we all know, for the way that she was, just her behaviour. I guess you could compare it to a scene from Mean Girls where she's ganging up on Tennille over over a a date and, and the way that she just kept egging her on until she just got so upset she fled the scene. Look, look, there's a number of things I think that had um, led up to uh, it, but led up to it, and had viewers um, really upset. One was the fact that the that the producers not only saw this bullying, but they didn't do anything did, to they, intervene. There was no in, no intervening. That there was clearly a fair degree of egging on going um, happening a, a, as well. That. Uh, yes, Romy has been characterised as the as the bully, but um, in addition to that, you have the fact that producers are when when our very very distressed bullied girl is fleeing, asking for privacy, asking to have the the cameras turned off, instead of comforting her, instead of trying to deal with the situation. We were filming her. We were asking her questions to the point that when she saw that, she then, um, you know, had another mini meltdown. And, um, you know, she's taken off a dress because they won't take a mic off her. Yeah, so she had to basically try to rip off the recording equipment herself and run into the bush. Run into the bush. And And they're chasing her. And then when she wouldn't speak because she knew the camera was on it, they kept the audio recording on her. It was... It was a fairly ugly display from um, many, many levels. And we had other girls um, like Kat saying, oh, well, she's a stupid mole anyway. And um, behaviour that in any other situation would be intolerable. But you, in our edited highlight reel, well, we're showing that. It's definitely highlighting on social media, especially on Twitter, where this has just completely blown up overnight. I mean, it's you've got one one person that said The Bachelor is really trying to empower bullies, giving them so much screen time, and it's very unhealthy for young women to be following. I mean, we've got... Uh, People here that have young teenage girls that are watching this and, and thinking that this kind of behaviour is okay because, well, you know, we're trying to get ratings. You know, what's more important, someone's uh, mental health and, and, the, and how they're being 
portrayed on on camera. Like this is these this is real people. Yeah, that but are... the, we're, if you're going to use the brand reality TV, uh, these are not paid actors. These are not scenes. These are the people that, for whatever reason, have decided they want their twenty seconds of fame. Well, okay, good but for it's, them. It's very, but the they same, are people. It's the same as Big Brother, though. I meant you've got it, it, it's supposed to be reality TV per se, but you've got. The, the producers also giving you, okay, I think you should do this and mm-hmm. and, and giving these fake scenarios that aren't really real. Um, y- y- yes, they're real people and there's it's not scripted. They're not actors. But in some point, you know, it's not, I would not believe that it's completely real. People will pretend to be someone they're not. I mean, a lot of these people, what are they saying as their jobs that they're influencers or that they're, they're models? Well, no, they're not. They, they're probably... Well, they may be, but they still have a right to be treated as a decent human being. Let me read to you a text exchange, and I know that um, he won't um, mind me naming him because um, Anthony Sherrick, one of our colleagues, was going to phone in, but he's probably off ranting to somebody else about (laughs) it. Sent me a message last night, said, really, in the capitals, upset about The Bachelor tonight. This is abhorrent. I replied, which bit? calling each other moles, bullying, (laughs) slut-shaming. This is the kind of... He says the bitchiness, the looking to each other for vindication of the bitchiness, the hypocrisy, the bullying, the mic'd-up producer looking for a quote rather than confronting her, the producers letting flagrant bullying uh, go unpunished, to which I said, that's just about every episode, but this was on steroids. Um, he said that he's happy to have a rant and then talked about his one of his nine-year-old twins who's, who turned to him and said, sadly, Daddy, will I grow up to be mean? Nearly all the girls are mean. And and that is what we're, we're worried about, that, you know, this is in a, a 7.30 time slot. This is still classified as prime fam- time, as prime time yep. but family TV, and you have this really ugly, ugly behaviour. As I understand from the promo for tonight, um, our honey badger is going to have something to say and I think that someone may be asked to be removed from the house. But honestly, we know that this is after the event and it is for ratings. It is not. It has nothing to do with doing the right thing in real time because they could have intervened right then. So there, there's an episode airing, another episode airing this evening. Yes. So last night we had this cage fight on yep. television. We've had all of this social media playing out overnight and during the day. So what do you suppose is going to happen ratings-wise tonight? Oh, well, exa- well, exactly right, Mike. Exactly right. That although this was filmed and done and dusted a long time ago, so they're not just reacting to the... To the furor, they knew it was going to happen, and and yet had had done no intervening and uh, had let had let it go to air. Now, now I've heard that there has been some visceral reaction from parents talking to daughters specifically, who in their as they were going through school had been bullied, and the parents were now realizing, having witnessed how bad it can be on TV last night, what their their child may have experienced while they were going through school. Well, yeah, and, and the you would hope. I mean, school rounds are ugly, ugly places and there are mechanisms hopefully in place to deal with some of that. Mm. 
But we are talking about women in their 20s and 30s who also know that they are being filmed and that every single word is being caught. But there is nothing in their makeup that says um, that this is unacceptable. And that being the case, um, you know, they've gone through however many decades of life thinking that this is normal behavior to that yes it's a it's a game show in in a way if you like mm. but uh so tonight to, the honey badger has a chance to write the ship apparently so and apparently so i've heard he's a pretty decent guy although i've never seen the show i've i know that he's so you you, you know a lot about it michael well, yes, I've heard, in fact i've heard that this this airing has been more popular with male viewers than any other in the history of the australia uh, version of it. Yeah, because he is a um, you know a football player. He's a he's a bloke and does tradies underwear and so on. So what would you like to see him do tonight? Um, call out the bullies. Yeah. Um, stop the behaviour. Stop stop rewarding the behaviour. Um, in a, in a little way, whatever he does is too little, huh. too late. Huh. Um, but. In his defence, if I need to defend him, he was the one person who was not privy to what was going on. He's not the one airing the footage. He's off having a, a little private date with someone over in the corner mm. while this is going on in, in, the, in the background. Mm. Um, so he, he does seem like a gentleman, but others definitely do have questions to answer. Um, now, in the segment that we saw last night, we did see um, footwear being taken off um, and running off gravel paths in, in bare feet, which is a very lame segue to our, our, our next segment, um, Nike, Nike, yeah. Nike shoes. What are we going to say about that? Oh, well, um, uh, Nike, which has for gener for decades has been you know they'll attach pers sport personalities to the shoes has selected a controversial sports personality Colin Kaepernick who's an uh, gridiron football player he's a quarterback who started to protest what he thought was um, the the racial implications of the uh, US national anthem which every gridiron starts with the national anthem and he would Neil at that time to protest what he, he thought was a um, uh, was a song that was uh, offensive to people of color, so he's now the face of Nike at least for the the, the current uh, for the next six or eight or twelve months or well, whatever the campaign cycle yeah. is. Yeah, so there has been some backlash in the public about that. Yeah, well, the, the main slogan that he's the face of is the believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything because, it, you know, he's he's a former NFL uh, player. And the the interesting thing to, to note about these high-profile players that I actually wasn't aware of uh, until recently is that, see, NFL contracts, now, they're five-year contracts of about $2.1 million US dollars per year. But unlike other sporting uh, players... They're, they're not set in stone. You, there's no um, reason that these players after their five years are going to get paid all the money that they were promised. It's very um, controversial. Uh, they don't have the, the same bargaining rights as you would 
think other players that their careers are also a lot shorter so the fact that he's saying believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything that you know as soon as he did this uh, you've got Trump there calling for any player like him that that doesn't want to stand for the national anthem should be put on the bench but they're sacrificing their careers because of that and and it's just making people realize that in the past, consumers and products, they're purchased for quality and use, but now it's more so, um, as Michael Serrazio put in his Sydney Morning Herald article this morning, that it's now all about lifestyles and values and in the Trump era, political ideologies. You know, the it's how people need to be aware in, in current affairs. It's not just about the brand, but what the brand stands for um, in the social sphere. Okay, yes. I mean, I think there are a couple of things that you, we do have people burning their shoes, right. but um, which I find somewhat bizarre when you consider that there was no shoe burning when revelations came out about um, slave labour going into the making of the shoes. Right. Did, exactly. did, did I see people tearing up their expensive sportswear at that point? No. Yeah. Um, but when it becomes a political statement, people are talking with their feet or in particular their footwear. And I find that just bizarre. But on the other side of the coin, and this is pretty much right down political divides, and who would have thought that we could get political over um, over a pair of, of high it costs joggers. Yeah. Um, down the other side, there's a lot of love. There is a whole lot of love um, for for Nike over the brand as well. Yeah. And um, some of the commentary says that it's actually a relatively low risk. Um, although it seems like a high risk strategy, it's quite a low risk strategy because mm. the people who buy um, those sports brands are actually more likely to the, be the people that support this kind of um, campaign and not the haters. Yeah. The haters are going to hate, but if they're not your core demographic, it doesn't matter. Right. And getting your um, your picture and this getting people, getting us talking about it mm. is actually a, a win even you know the, the the no such thing as bad publicity right. well in this environment there probably is but it's really about identifying your market and talking to them in whichever way you can and this has played out very very nicely I think and you know burn your shoes if you like yeah. but at some point you're probably going to go and buy another pair right. um and um yeah, the the audience has spoken and it's speaking really, really loudly yeah. in in so social media. So did Nike media. get what they wanted? I think they did, and I think that they knew exactly what they were buying into. Yeah. You wouldn't make a controversial decision like that without expecting, indeed, hoping for this backlash. You know, um, oh, probably five, maybe ten years ago, Benetton went through a period yeah. in their United Colours. Yeah. Um, advertising where they were being deliberately provocative. Yeah. Every campaign was trying to out-provoke the last one. Mm. And most of them got banned from billboards in Australia, but that was entirely the point. They knew yeah. they were going to get banned, yeah. but the publicity they got out of getting banned was better than what they'd get from having their mm. billboards at major intersections. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nike wanted uh, Nike wanted controversy and they got it. Yeah. Now a decade ago, when Tiger Woods got in trouble, Nike dropped that endorsement, mm. and uh, but it was two different stories. I guess um, Tiger Woods was in trouble for things in his personal life, yeah. and Colin Kaepernick is actually trying to make a political statement about uh, the U.S. culture and its approach to race. So you've got two different arguments going on. I think that, that I, I suspect that Colin Kaepernick is getting what he wanted as well out of this relationship with Nike. Oh, you would think so. But the one thing that he's not getting is a career back, is he? No, no, he's not. Um, which for any elite sports person is presumably the the end game. Yeah. But at least he's being vindicated in in his own way yeah. that sometimes you, you do have to make a, a principled stand. Mm-hmm. And that may not always be popular. Um, and I think he has made that point very loudly and very, very clearly. A, a closing thought? Yeah, well, the other thing is the Nike demographic both see a younger um, and more ethnically diverse section of the population as well. So the other thing is they're the people that are buying the Nike mm. shoes. It's not really uh, your run-of-the-mill NFL supporter, which is what the I guess the Republican Party is trying to uh, say, I, I guess at the end of the day... Yeah, we don't going care be... if senators burn their, uh, well, their shoes. And whether or not they're going to boycott games. I meant 70% of the, the players are African-American um, players. And, and also the the owners of all the NFL teams, all but two, are um, Caucasian. So yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, I, th- I think it's not really going to... They, they said that the stock market for Nike fell by three points, but, you know, that's just really it's, nothing. It swings and roundabouts. That, thing, yeah. that, 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 will, that will come back. Um, and I'm sure that the stockholders will just will forgive we'll this return, because, yeah. because it, it will come. Um, so we'll be watching, uh, A, what happens to our footwear and, B, The Bachelor tonight to see what the, um, what the honey badger gets up to. And I think that we have uh, Georgia in the news spews room tomorrow. But watch this space. We will be back. Good afternoon. See ya. Bye. Bye.